Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and my guest today is Charlie Bales, and he identifies himself as husband, dad, entrepreneur, health enthusiast, fitness and business consultant, and he wears a lot of hats. First, he's a husband to his girl, Leanne, and I will ask him how he met her. It's a fascinating story. And as a close second, he is dad to three pretty awesome kids, Vivian, Finn, and Banks. This is where it gets interesting. For work, Charlie is a self-described drug dealer. Hang on. We're going to explain that. He is a fourth-generation family member and vice president in his family business, which is ABC Fine Wines and Spirits. And he is an entrepreneur as he founded a supplement company that specializes in selling multi-collagen protein products. And I'm also going to ask him to describe what these supplements are made of, and I have some in my kitchen. Thank you for sending those, Charlie. So CB Supplements is also the only supplement endorsed by Dr. Kate Shanahan, MD. She is also a New York Times bestselling author, family physician, and biochemist. And he's going to share the story of how and why this company came to be. Charlie, good morning. Welcome to the podcast. And again, thank you for the products. I love them. Well, good morning, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Really looking forward to diving in, and it's just an honor to be able to talk to you. Well, we ha- thank you, and we had a terrific pre-interview, and I was saying, drug dealer? Really? <laughs> okay, so let's get that out of the way <laughs> right now before people start going, I'm not going to listen to this, so explain yourself. I would love to, and that, that's part of the answer. You know, so so many people ask, well, what do you do? Oh, well, I sell insurance. I, I you know, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a drug dealer. Really? <laughs> what What is that? And so, I did say um, that with the rising inflection when you first told me that. I think my voice went up along with my eyebrows. I was just saying, what? So here we go. <laughs> well, so I, I, it's funny. So by day, the family business, we sell adult beverage. So we sell fine wine, spirits, um, beer, seltzers, anything that, that goes with a celebration, a party. You know, that's what ABC Fine Wine and Spirits sells. So. Um, that's that's legal drug number one, and then uh, the the company CV Supplements that I founded about four years ago sells multi-sourced collagen protein powder. Um, so I'm sure most people just heard protein powder. So there you go. That's a supplement. Another legal drug. I mean, I'm stretching the truth there. It's not really a drug, but it's a good attention grabber. I love selling both products, and it's fun. I usually say I I work at ABC by day. And uh, my my CB supplements at night, but really it should be the out consuming ABC's products in the middle of the day. They're consuming collagen, and then it switches at night. Well, that makes sense. And listen, I have been taking collagen for a long, long time. I mean, given what we eat, 
which is garbage mostly, and I'll tell anybody who will listen, if you're going into the grocery store and you're heading for anything that's in a box or a can, you might as well just lick the box. That's about where you're going to get the nutrients. So we have poor nutrition. There's no question. So collagen is something that many of us, if we're paying attention, are consuming in one way or another. Yes, ma'am. And um, unfortunately, most people are not because oh, really? when you buy food, Everybody they come I out know. of a box. Yeah. yeah, it's junk. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah, when you when you buy stuff out of a box, even when it says it has collagen in it, that's before they formulated it. Um, it's just our, our protein in general as a society is pretty weak. Um, I wish people would eat more of it, which is kind of why I created a supplement, just to try to give people a really good mechanism to get um, a high-quality protein into their diet, like collagen. Because when you're eating muscle meat from an animal and you're throwing away their bones and all the tendons, we're cutting that off the chicken, we're throwing the skin away, we're eating boneless, skinless chicken breast, you're really not getting that much collagen. Um, so if, if, there's, if there's an easy way to take it, that's our goal at CV Supplements. We've created an unflavored powder. Throw it in your coffee, and you don't even think about it again, and there you go. You've just given yourself eight grams of high-quality protein. And I do that. Listen, tell people very quickly what is in it, because you just mentioned a bit, and then I have other questions after that. Sure. So the, the short answer is um, we use four different animal sources. You get collagen from animals, specifically their skin and bones and tendons and ligaments and all that good stuff. Um, so we're using beef, chicken, fish, and eggshells. Um, you know that's, that gooey part that's on the inside of the eggshell? All that's collagen. Um, and we've got a manufacturer that, that creates a product for us out of that. So we're combining those four ingredients um, into one product where most products on the market are just giving you a single source. Usually it's beef, beef skin in particular. You know, you, you mentioned something really important, that that membrane that's on the inside of a an egg, that's good for burns. Did you know that? If you manage to, you know, splash bacon grease or something on you, just grab, if, and if you're cooking eggs with it, grab that and smack that on your burn, and it's really helpful. So I have not heard that, but it makes perfect sense because think of what that membrane's doing. It's holding the yolk of the egg, which is going to turn into a chicken, um, inside of the eggshell. It's incredible. And what do we do? We just throw it away for the most part. So um, it's, a, it's a beautiful story, and it's 100% believable. My grandma taught me that when I was a kid. She was a farmer's wife, and she didn't – nothing went into the trash. You know, if it was in a can, it was going to be slopped to the hogs. I mean, it was that's just the way it was. And I learned early on, you don't just toss things away. You find a use for them. But it does work. It's great for, you know, if you've got bags under your eyes, put chicken membrane under them. I'm telling you, you'll feel better. You're basically just putting collagen. So, of course, it's going to yeah. work. It's a, it's a beautiful – if we listened to what our grandmothers did more, we'd probably uh-huh. be in better shape as a country. <laughs> no question. And, you know, they had aprons, and they kept us safe. Listen, so tell us how you came to create this, because you did it for a specific reason, and I think it's a very important reason. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the most simple answer in one word is parenthood. 
Um, and, and to dive into that a little bit is when you start having kids, and I've got an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 2-year-old now, and the oldest one, Vivian, who's our 8-year-old, um, she was really the, the kicker for everything. You just start looking when you're looking after the life of, of another person. Um, and, and when it's your kid, or maybe you're looking after a parent or something, like, it's just different. We treat other people differently than ourselves. Because I've always been a health nut, but I really became fascinated with the subject when Vivian's health was in um, my hands and my wife, Leanne. It was in our hands. Um, so that just started this, call it, six- or seven-year health journey that we're on now. And collagen played a pretty big role in it. Um, in the middle of the health journey, just kind of figuring out, I didn't know what collagen was. Um, I just thought it was, you know, skin and lips and hair, and it's so much more than that. It, 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 Dr. Kate um, on our team calls it a missing food group, and it's, it, it really is. It's a missing food group. It is different than any other protein, and it is a fascinating and amazing um, substance. You know, I can tell if I forget to add it to my tea or, you know, I I drink a lot of tea. I'm not really a coffee drinker. And I'll just, you know, dump some into my tea and I can't taste it. It doesn't make my tea, you know, soupy or milky. But I can tell if I've forgotten to do it after a few days. I'm like, okay, my skin starts to dry out a bit. I feel a little bit tired. You can tell. You can tell when your nutrition is off. It's so I tell people about collagen. It's a lot like brushing your teeth. You know, if, if you if you stop brushing your teeth after a few days, or really even you miss one sitting, you know, your teeth start getting grimy and your mouth just starts feeling dirty. It's the same thing with collagen. Um, your body uses it immediately, and if once you stop consuming collagen, the body it, the body goes into panic mode, and that's where we get the aches and the pains, and our skin looks different, and you just start this aging process because collagen, while we sell it as a supplement because that's what the FDA makes us do, collagen's food. It's no di- taking our product is no different than eating a bone-in ribeye or the skin off of a chicken breast, skin off of a fish, or chewing the bones on the chicken leg. Collagen is food, and once you stop eating it, you stop getting that nutrition – it's going to immediately put you into this process we call aging. Trust me, I noticed that. Now, you know, you get people like me who are really not big meat eaters. I, mean, I don't like steak. Go figure. I don't like it none. And, you know, a big chunk of meat to me is it's not going to land on my plate. Now, if you can slice it up and hide it under something good like gravy – or potatoes or something, I'll eat it. But a big old chunk of any kind of meat has never been attractive to me. So I have to find supplements or, you know, I'm just not going to get what I need. Yeah, and it's actually fascinating how many vegans and vegetarians buy our product because they're, 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 they're being a vegan or a vegetarian for health reasons. And, right. But they understand that collagen comes from animals. And when you only eat plants, you're going to be extremely deficient in collagen. So that's, that's where they, I hate to use the word cheat, but that's where they cheat a little bit because they just take our product. But our product is really a byproduct of the meat industry. We're taking garbage and we're making an unbelievable product out of it. So that should make people feel a little better. And it's just so easy to get three or four servings of our product a day, get your 20 or 30 grams of collagen, and there you go. And you don't have to eat 
the massive ribeye steak. I love the steak, but if you don't, here you go. Here's our collagen, and you're good. You know, I was going to ask you about vegans and, you know, vegetarians, because I know a lot of people who simply will not eat meat, and I've often wondered if they would, you know, find a good collagen substitute and I'm glad that you brought that up because I think it's important and my next question and I know we didn't talk about this before is what about our pets do they need it because listen I I realized last year that I probably spend more more money on high quality food for my animals than I do for me which is not it's smart for them it's not smart for me so i had to kind of rearrange what I, how i was eating you know what i was consuming and make sure that because all my pets are older i mean they're some are in you know late teens down to downright elderly you'd never guess it to look at them because they eat really high quality food but do they need collagen do you have a pet product Oh, 100%. We do have a pet product. Um, it's, it, it sells well, um, and it's so true that people, people spend on their pets, as they should. I mean, pets are children for most people. I mean, what, what are you going to spend on your kids? So it's the same thing. And the, the benefits that, that, that collagen gives to the humans, it gives the same things to pets. It helps with their skin. It helps with their digestion. It helps with their joints. It just – it. What collagen does is it's going to do all those things through lowering inflammation and just slowing down the aging process. This is why when you look at, you know, a 70-year-old and you're like, wow, this person looks like they're 40. Well, I can promise you that they have the collagen all over their body. It makes up about 35% of your body. They're, they have the collagen of a 40-year-old. That's why they look that age. So it's the same thing with a pet. If you've got a 16-year-old dog, that's running around with eight-year-olds and looks like an eight-year-old, it's, it's the same reason. They've got extremely well-lubricated joints. Their digestion's on point. All of their, their hair, their nails, their teeth, everything that collagen, their bone structure, it's all amazing. So, yes, short answer I should have just told you, yes, collagen helps pets the same way that it helps humans. Well, and that makes sense. And listen, I've got one of my girls is 17 years old. I thought she was 16 until I took her in recently to get her insulin checked. And they said, you know, she's almost 17. I said, what? Because they had to go look at their records because they're like, how old is she? They've been caring for her since she was a baby. But she looks good. She feels good. She does have diabetes, but it's not bad. It's manageable. And she doesn't look like she is anywhere near her age. I mean, she jumps up on counters. She's healthy. All of mine are healthy, but I spend a crap ton of money feeding them to be healthy so I'm not in the veterinarian office all the time. Which is amazing. And if we if we ate how we feed our pets, because when you buy really good natural pet food, there's tendons, ligaments, um, organ meats. They're, they're not eating boneless, skinless chicken breast. Dogs and cats, because if you, if you buy our product and you open up the container, and you smell it, you're like, whoa, this smells gnarly. Well, of course it smells gnarly. It's made for a dog or a cat because they don't care. That, I mean, that, that's, they're eating like they would in the wild, and, and we just don't do that as humans anymore. We eat asparagus and chicken, and we eat it five times throughout the week over and over again. <laughs> 
and I hate asparagus, just so you know. Can't stand it. I love vegetables. Asparagus is a no-go for me. It's like eating dirt. I'm just not going to do it. Okay, so tell me what was it, and thank you for going off on a bit of a tangent with me, because, listen, if we're going to stay healthy and we need to keep our pets healthy, we need to kind of know where we go, what we do. You know, yeah, grab a can of something out of the grocery store, you're probably not going to feel any better after you eat it. Chances are you're going to feel kind of, eh, I'm tired, I need a nap. It, did, it didn't energize you in any way, shape, or form. So eating healthy, taking supplements, my, drinking water for crying out loud, put the Pepsi away. It's a lot easier to stay healthy if you're just paying attention to what you're consuming. It, it really is that simple, but... My goodness, our don't Oreos taste good? And isn't big no. binge watching Netflix amazing? I mean, I, I I don't I haven't had an Oreo in 15 years, so I couldn't tell you. But I don't um, eat sugar. You know, I doing same, and it's so bad for you. But you know what? Your your tastes change once you start investing in your health, and you you're doing all these good things. Like a an orange pepper tastes like fruit at that point. It's so sweet. You know, an avocado has a different taste. So it just, once you're invested in the process, things, it becomes so much easier to, to stay there because things change, your taste change, which really your gut microbiome changes. Um, and, and collagen is, is just a piece of that, and it can help you. You know, you take collagen, your knees start hurting less, so you're going to walk more. Well, when you walk more, then maybe you're going to be more cognizant about going to bed on time. Maybe if you're doing that, maybe you're going to start eating a little, right? So it's just this domino effect, which then has a huge impact on the things that are most important to us, our attitudes, our jobs, our success, our finances, the way we treat our spouses and our kids. And that's, that's the beauty of all of this and, and why I just love talking about it, because I spend 90% of my time in my professional time being a corporate executive for, for, for our family business, ABC. But the investment that CV Supplements gives, and it gives me this health, it just it makes me a better executive. It makes me a better husband and a better father because I feel better. I'm taking care of myself. I'm ready to go. I can, I can run around with this crazy 8-year-old and 6-year-old that we have, and it, it's just it's an amazing thing. And if we can bring that to others and give them this ability, my how life is going to change. Oh, there's no doubt. When you feel better, you are better. You know, you're sleeping better. Look, I don't sleep well. Anybody who listens to me knows that I'm not, it's not one of my skill sets. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I catnap. I have done so all of my life. But when I'm, you know, making sure that I'm getting the proper amount of collagen, the proper amount of, you know, other nutrition and other supplements, I'm good. I, when I do sleep that two hours, I sleep well. I may get up and I may go to the kitchen and make a gumbo. Who knows what I'm going to do? I may accidentally fall back asleep, but I'm sleeping well. If I don't take care of my nutrition and if I don't take care of my collagen needs, I'm a crabby person. And I live alone, and I crab myself out. I get so irritated. It's like, oh, did he shut up? So, you know, take care of yourself is my point. So why, let's go back a bit. Why did you create this? I know you mentioned Vivian. So what was, what's the story there? 
just being that, um, you know, genuine, naive, entrepreneurial spirit um, that I was getting my MBA. I'm living in this corporate executive world. I want to take care of my kid. We're spending $100 a month on collagen, and I felt like I could make a better product, um, and we could do it successfully. And, and, and that's the difference between an entrepreneur and most people is that an entrepreneur does it. And it, they just they figure it out. And that, that's what we've done. I mean, I'm in year four of this business. And are we profitable? No. But are we, are we, do we have good cash flow? Do we, have, do we get to employ a couple of people and, and, and spread the good word? Yeah, we do. And do we have an amazing product? We do. We have the world's only NSF certified for sport multi-source collagen protein powder. Like, that's just bananas to me, that, that we've got the only product of its kind, and, and that was our goal. That was, that, that was the goal I wanted to set out. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to bring collagen into my family and make a better product and, and be an entrepreneur, and we just did it. And uh, because I had, and, you know, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to the other manufacturers of collagen, Ancient Nutrition, Vital Proteins, all these big companies, because those were the products that I was taking to heal myself, Vivian, everyone, spread the good word. And then it's just, hey, there's room for all of us. We're going to create a product that these big boys don't have, and we did it, and, and we have it, and we're just trying to spread the word. And if someone doesn't like our product, fantastic. Go buy Vital Proteins. Go buy someone else. We just want to, we just want to get people healthy. That's the main driver for the business. Now, how did Vivian point you in this direction? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, really, it, it was, uh, I read about, you know, between 40 and 50 books um, written by MDs like Kate Shanahan and like Dr. William Davis and Josh Axe's book. And, I mean, I could go on and on of all these books and because that was, that was when the pediatrician and the medical model that we have as a society just failed us. And it's like, all right, we got to take Vivian's health into our own hands. Cool. Where do we start? Well, you go to Dr. Google first, and then you start reading books, and then you fall into a Kate Shanahan um, who is a 20-year primary care physician. Who She's who we go to when we get sick, yet she's written three New York Times bestsellers on food and how important the stuff is to our health. And in her book is where we really – that's where I discovered collagen because two of her big pillars um, is eating organ meats and eating meat on the bone. That's what people used to do and what we've gotten away from doing. And the main ingredient in those two things is collagen. So, And that's where she called uh, collagen a missing food group. So Kate really introduced my family to the idea. I started supplementing with it and saw my college injuries and my digestive problems just melt away and my health explode. So I'm like, Leanne, I'm giving this to Vivian. And Leanne's like, yes, let's do it. And we had already, you know, cut out sugar, cut out vegetable oils, gotten more sleep, you know, made a lot of changes to Vivian's lifestyle. And when we introduced collagen, her respiratory illnesses, her illnesses just in general, we're talking about a kid that used to get sick once a month. She didn't get sick for months. 
her her joints improved. She had nursemaid's elbow like four times. We had to go to the hospital and get it popped back in. What is that? What is nursemaid's elbow? It's it's when the elbow pops out of joint, and you think your kid's arm is broken, and they're screaming, and you have no clue what's going on. Um, and that, that happened to Vivian to at, at least twice. Um, we went to the hospital for it. By the third time, we just kind of knew what to do. But since we since we put collagen in her diet, it hasn't happened since. And she's, she's this stunning eight-year-old now who's faster than all the boys. And she's she hasn't been sick in three or four years. Like, she's had COVID twice and had basically had zero symptoms both times. And, again, we're talking about a kid who used to be sick once a month. That's what collagen has done, in addition to all the other changes. But I think we introduced collagen at just the right time when her body was ready for it, and she, her, her health exploded in a good way. And then her two younger brothers got to see it, and now we made the changes on them, and they're never sick either. That is an amazing story. I mean, so it's so easy to just say, oh, I'm going to go to the doctor, I'm going to go to the hospital, whatever they prescribe, I'm going to do that. Listen, there's a reason, and and I mean no disrespect to any any physician at all, but there's a reason it's called a practice. I don't want to be practiced 100%. on. I really don't. I, I agree, and, and that's the beauty of a doctor like uh, like Dr. Kate, where she is – and there's so many good doctors out there now that, that they're progressive, they're continuing to learn, they're, they're working with their patients, um, and their patients are healing. I mean, my, my whole family, it's like, why do we even have health insurance? We have it for the catastrophic event. But that's it, because we don't need the doctor. Really, we don't. I mean, our bodies, your body is designed to heal and take care of itself, and when you feed it what it deserves and you take care of it, it's amazing what happens. Oh, you're speaking my language. I do not have a primary care physician I haven't had for 20 years. I don't get sick. Part of that is because I'm very rarely around people and I don't pick up their cooties, but I just never get sick. I don't know the last time I had a cold or the flu. It was probably 15 years ago, and if I had it, it was mild. I don't get sick. Well, and there's probably a good reason for it. I mean, everything you just said is is why you're why you're probably in really good health. And if if people if people listening can can see that and go, okay, maybe I should try this. That's the whole point of us talking about it. Is that then the impact that it has on every other facet of your life? Because being sick is awful. We've all been mm-hmm. sick. Um, yep. Some of us less often than than others, but it's terrible. And if you can invest in some little things, like like I know I've brought up sleep a lot, and I know you don't sleep, but that's fine I because don't. everybody <laughs> is different. Yeah, it's the way I was built. I I don't you know I don't complain about it. It's just who I am. I've always been this way. My mother would say that I was two years old, and she would find me in the dark in her closet tying shoes together. Apparently, I hated my father. But <laughs> yeah, I, I was. She said I was always roaming around the house, and nobody thought anything of it because I didn't sleep. Pretty funny. Uh, so reminds me a little bit of Vivian. Um, you know, she she sleeps amazingly now, but back in the day, before her health was was really figured out, her sleep was terrible, and that had such an impact on the rest of our household. 
that now oh, we just yeah. don't really have to worry don't about, don't about, worry that anymore. about that anymore. And and you started this for her, well, for you and for her and your whole family, really. And I love that you took an entrepreneur's attitude about it. We've got to figure this out. We've got to fix this, and now we've got to share it. That's what entrepreneurs do. Entrepreneurs, honestly, and the ones that I know, and I know a lot of you, I am one, we're not in it always for the money. Yeah, we want to make money. Yes, we want to be able to produce whatever it is that we're producing. But that's not our goal. Our goal is to help other people 100% of the time. That's it. It's 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 mission driven, really. It's uh, I mean, of course. Do I want CB supplements to make money? Yeah, yeah. yeah of course I do. But I mean, what what's more important is I I'd rather us just be able to pay all the costs and the bills and everything that we're doing, so we can keep continuing to provide the product to everybody who wants it, including myself and my family and everything. And if we if we make money, great. If we don't fine we're just going to make enough to cover the cost so that we can keep operating and and fulfilling the mission which is really just to give people health whether they take our product or they don't well and advice is always a good thing especially when it comes from the heart so let's go back just a little bit how do you keep a fourth generation family business running while you're taking on a side hustle as a second business it it sounds like it's exhausting but listening to you and hearing the passion in your voice, I don't think you're exhausted. I'm really not. Um, and I, I, I think that the secret is that I just, I, meaning I'm my number one priority is my wife. My number two priority are my kids. Um, and then I have my health, my, so myself, and then I've got my uh, business, CV Supplements, and I've got ABC, which is the foundation of everything. I mean, without ABC, there would be nothing. So, you know, you have to keep all those priorities. But those five things, I'm not trying to do much more than that. I'm not trying to be the most popular person that goes out everywhere. I don't have time. Like, I, I have time to do those five things. Think of it as, you know, you've got this massive stove with all these burners on it. But you can only turn on five or six of them at a time. So I just choose to keep those five burners on the majority of the time, which means I miss out on, you know, concerts, events, friend activities. I've got, I've got friends. I've got my small groups, and, and I love them dearly. But, like, I'm not hanging out every Tuesday night because i got to go to sleep because I need to wake up and work out early in the morning so that I can get it done so I can take my kids to school. So it's really just prioritizing your few things that are most important. And most people don't do that. They try to do everything and be all things for everyone, and then they're going to sacrifice something, whether that's their marriage, their own health. And I'm just not going to do that because I really enjoy the five things that I have. Um, and that, that didn't just happen overnight. That was that, That's a long journey um, with a lot of ups and downs, but that's where we are and just accepting that you can't do everything. Um, like I, I, I'm not going to be able to run for, you know, city commissioner or be the mayor where I live. Like I just can't do that. There's no way, you know, I, I can't go be a full-time professor at the same time of what I'm doing. I'd love to, but I just can't. I've got, here's what I'm doing right now and I'm going to give it my all. And that's a great attitude to have. 
I mean, you really have to prioritize, and it's difficult. Listen, I'm, I live alone. I am happily divorced, ecstatically so, in a matter of fact. And it's still difficult for me to prioritize because my brain does not shut down. Probably part of my, my sleeping patterns, my brain just doesn't stop. And it's amazing. I'll say, okay, Denise, you know, what's really critical? What are the big things? What are the things that you must do always, every day, without fail? What are some of the things, the three most prioritized products, services, processes that have to be done today? And I'm constantly prioritizing and reprioritizing, and I don't know that that's a good thing. I tend to wear myself out. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I would argue it's not a bad thing as long as you don't let it be too much. Um, no, that's, and, you know, that's it, the trick. Yep, it's it's exactly the case. I mean, I think uh, Matthew McConaughey gave a speech a couple of years ago, and he talked about his five things that I just kind of mentioned, and I I might have copied him. Um, and it's just you stick into that. You are entitled and allowed to. I'm going to remove this and I'm going to add this in. And that's probably what you're doing so well, is that you're not overextending, you're not adding too much, you're allowed to interchange things, um, which I do too. I mean, heck, you gotta you gotta do from time to time. But the foundation of what I'm spending most of my time in um, is is very much predictable, and uh, pe- people know that I'm going to bed at about eight eight thirty after my kids go to bed because I'm waking up at four thirty. Um, so they just don't. They just don't have the expectation that, oh, Charlie's going to stay up until 11 and do this and that. No, that's not going to happen because it's going to impact everything else. Right. And that kind of I'm leading back in my brain to how did this work out with your family? Because it is a family business. And I would imagine, in fact, I know that family businesses have tremendous expectations of all their members to show up and produce. So when you first started this, let's call it a side hustle, even though it's not really, how did that kind of play out when you first started it? It was, it, it was, and still is um, supported. Oh, good. Um, and it, it, because we're we're the we're the family business. I mean, we're we're in the fourth generation. There's not many of those left anymore. And no, I not. think that. I think I get that question a lot. Like, how are y'all still around? And, you know, I don't, there's a lot of answers. There's a, a, but the main thing I think is that every family member that's been working in the business has done the same thing. And that is put the family business as the foundation of everything. Is what I'm doing going to help or hurt the family business? And by me starting a side hustle, if it required 50 hours a week of my time, that would hurt the family business. But if it requires 10 and I do it after I do the family business, then sure, I'm going to be supported because what you learn being an entrepreneur and starting a business and you bring those learnings to the corporate world, it makes everybody better. It, It makes my team better. It makes me a better boss. It makes my creative juices who come to the business better. So that's why it's been supported this whole time. And I've always carried the flag that ABC is first and I'm not going to burn down the boats to make this side hustle work. And I know that's counterintuitive 
to a lot of the advice out there that's circling the um, the, the entrepreneurial world. You know, it's if you want to take the island, you burn your boat. Sonia Robbins says that, and I love that mentality. Um, I have that mentality towards ABC, but I can't have that towards the side hustle because that would not fit the main goal of the fourth generation family business going into perpetuity, which is keeping the foundation of the business at the center of everything. And I love that you're using that word foundation a lot. And I think it's so important because if we don't understand as individuals, as business people, as service providers, whatever it is that we're doing, that we have to have those foundations that we always go back to and we always adhere to, you're going to be wandering around going, oh, geez, now what? And nobody is really going to understand what the heck you're doing because you don't understand it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's, it's really one of my core um, principles just as an individual that, you know, if, if, if I need to be there for the family business, my family, the side business, my kids, then what, what am, everything I'm doing has to stand up to that question. Is this going to serve its purpose in helping keep my foundation, you know, stable uh, for, for everything? Or is it not? And if the answer is not, I'm just not going to do it. And it's the same thing with the family business is what we're doing. Is this going to help the foundation of the business or is it going to hurt it? It's that simple. And if the answer is no, you just don't do it. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Well, and it seems simple, but it's really not because you have so many personalities to deal with. You have you know, a lot of history to go back and kind of unpack if you need to. I can't imagine that it's really the easiest thing to do by being part of a family business that's been around for so long. But in some ways, I would imagine that it is. So do you have any kind of case studies, you know, that you've, where you've had maybe some questions or issues with your siblings or your family, and they're saying, or where they offer you some great advice, you know, for your new company? Yeah, um, I, I would tell you that, um, you know, family business is, it, it's like anything else. There's, there's the ups, there's the downs, there's the good days, there's the bad days. Um, but since we, and, and, and we've got, we've had a lot of family work in the business that no longer works in the business. Um, so it's not, we're not forcing anybody. I was never told you must go work in the family business. So that's step one is you're not, we're not forcefully um, making people do things that they don't want to do. Um, so that's, that helps solidify the foundation for people to buy into the foundation that anything you're going to do, is it going to help or is it going to hurt the business? Are you keeping the business at the focal point in the foundation? Um, it's 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 extremely uh, it's much easier to to come to that conclusion when you are not forced into a situation. So the family that is working in the business it was not was not forced. So that's that's step one. But step two with everyone is that we've all been given in our third generation deserves a ton of credit. Uh, there's about there's five of us in the fourth generation that are working in the business, and we were all given the time to grow into the roles that we are in today, um, meaning 
we we weren't forced again into here's the role that you're going to play for the business to shut up and go do it. That's never happened. We were supported to get higher education MBAs, to start side businesses, to to figure out where are your talents best utilized within this family business. And now the five of us who are this fourth generation, we are all in. I mean, when, if I went through each of us and described to you what each of us did and how we all love it, you would go, how does that happen that you have five people within one family that are all doing the perfect thing that their skill set is made for? And the short answer is the third generation patiently allowed us to figure that out. And I would say it took me 10 years to figure that out. I mean, I'm talking to you as a 34-year-old now. I started working in the business when I was 22. I would argue that I've been working in it for 34 years, but we'll just call it 12 or 13. Um, And in the past few years, it's really come up that, here's what I want to do and, 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 and then given the opportunity to go do it. It's the same story with the other, with, with my cousins, my brother, I got two brother-in-laws who are working in the business and everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they're really good at it. That just took time. And, and most executives and other businesses do not allow that kind of growth where our third generation did, and they deserve a ton of credit. How did they figure that out? And while you're talking, and I'm sure you've got some stories about that, but listen, so many of us go to college. We get a degree. I'm working with a gal right now. She's just lovely. She's an attorney, and she hates it. She hates it. So she's writing a book, and she's doing some other work. She's trying to create a side hustle so she can eventually leave her degree behind and go do what she really, really wants to do, which is a long way of saying so many of us go through stages where, we, oh, yeah, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be a fire, you know, fire chief. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an astronaut. No, you're not. You've got a lot of changes that are going to happen over time before you really find out where your feet are supposed to be treading. And I'm guessing that your third generation knew this. Yes, because what they were thrust into was different. Um, the third generation, I think, had less um, less say and less training time and less patience given to them. Um, so they are, they learned from that and made sure to not make the same mistake. Um, you know, with every, every generation wants to be better than the previous. So, um, and that's, that, that's just human nature. You just, you just want to be great. So how did it, how did that happen? Um, because I think the third generation realized that if they, if they thrust us into things, uh, the way that they did. I mean, there, there are, I could list 50,000 reasons why ABC should not be in business today. Um, but we are, and all those reasons didn't happen. And I think part of that is, yes, there's some luck, there's some good fortune, but there's also a really good reason for that. And it's the third generation. Um, they just, they, they figured it out. They had really good guidance. They, they, they've got, we've got a really good outside board. Um, you know, we're a private company that operates like a public company. I mean, we've just, we've learned how to take the best from everything, bring it into our own business and, and grow from there. And that's what they allowed us to do. They allowed the patience. And was it easy? Oh my gosh, no. I mean, I could tell you there were times 
years ago that I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I working here? I was probably where your attorney is that you're coaching. Like, man, I just want to leave. I just want to go do something else. But through, through exposing myself to a master's program, um, getting in these peer mentorship groups where you talk to other executives um, and these networking groups, um, you realize how good we have it as a family business. And that just changes your mentality. It changes your thought process. Um, and, and then we, we talk about those things as a group, and it just it gets so much easier to keep the foundation of the business in the center. Um, and I, I just I feel so fortunate to, to have been supported during that role, during that time by our third generation. Um, I mean, my dad, I can, my dad's always said, just be patient, just be patient, just be patient. Well, I kind of know what that means now, because if you just be patient, you open your eyes, things start happening and, and go, go read books, go invest in yourself. Things start happening. Um, and that's, that's kind of what happened with ABC. Well, and I love that story. You can't remain insular or isolated. And so many companies do that and they don't. Through no fault of their own. They just don't know any better. They don't know to find mentorships. They don't know to join masterminds. They don't know to, you know, go get great business coaching or find really good advice or even crappy advice that they can go, hmm, thanks, but that's not going to work. But I appreciate your, you know, you telling me this. You have to get out there and find other people and listen. As I self-isolate a lot. I always have. That's just who I am and what I do. It took me the longest kind of time to find out that I wasn't the smartest person in the room. Go figure. Well, I am because I live alone. But yeah, most of the time, I'm, you know, there are so many other minds that can reach out and touch you if you will just go find them, which is why I do this podcast and talk with people like you. Yep, and there's something, you know, you just said something very important. and. It, it, it actually took me a while to accept it um, and believe that this is true. And it's it's one of the biggest misconceptions we're taught um, in higher education. And that is to not be the smartest person in the room. Um, we're, you're not taught that in business school. Hell, I have a business degree. I've got a master's in business. And I can tell you that you are taught to, to – can. <laughs> You're just not taught that. You're you're taught to be the strong individual, overcome problems, you know, you know, bring solutions to the table. When the most successful CEOs, you interview them, but this is not in textbooks. You have to go read their biographies to hear them say, it's the job of the CEO to not be the smartest person in the room and to ask questions and not give solutions. And, and find that, those that people. Find those brilliant minds who are willing and able to say, hey, you know what? How about this? You've got to find those people. Absolutely. The, the, the string is going to run short. You know, you can be successful being the smartest person in the room. Um, you absolutely can. But your career is going to come to a screeching halt at some point uh, because you, you're going to plateau. You cannot reach the top being the smartest person in the room. And, all of us kind of figured that out, all the generation, all the fourth generation. And the third generation, 
allowed us time to figure that out because that that just that goes against what we're taught. You're taught to be the strong individual, especially being a male in this country. That's what you're taught. You're taught individualism and strength, and it's so wrong. Ask for help and don't be the smartest person in the room and watch what happens. And I can attest to that. It took me longer than it should have. It really did. But I've always done things my own way until I figured out that my way wasn't always the best, that I needed other minds, that I needed masterminds, I needed a business coach. Invest, and you said it yourself, invest in yourself, whether it's higher education, whether it's Tony Robbins, whatever it is, find people who can make you think and make you go, oh, now that is, I don't know if I can do that right now, but I like the idea and I'm going to put it in the back of my mind. Other people's brains can help you, kind of like collagen does, feel better, act better, think better. There's some, you know, some parallels there. Absolutely. Everything's connected. You know, your your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, what you're, what you're ingesting in your brain. Are you scrolling Instagram or are you reading Simon Sinek? You know, are I'm you reading Simon your- Sinek. I read all the time. That's another reason I don't sleep. I am reading. My mom used to say I would read the back of a cereal box. I wouldn't eat that crap, but I would read the back of the box. You know, it's just I read all the time. There's a, and that's that's a cheat code. You know, just reading. If I could go back to my, give advice to my 18 or 21 year old self, I would say, here's a hundred book titles. Go buy them and read them over the next three years and watch what happens to your life. Exactly. And let's, yes, and that's true. And people say, oh, I don't like to read. Really? Well, there's Audible. Listen, find information where you can find it. Let's talk about those cheat codes. What are they and can you share some of them? Sure. Um, you know, a couple of cheat codes that I've figured out in life um, – one of them is just having having a support structure, you know, someone who you can talk to, whether that's an executive coach. For me, it's 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 my spouse, it's Leanne. She's my she's my rock. She's my partner. She's everything. Our relationship is is incredible, and having that person that you go home to at night who's supporting you. Um, it's I, I don't know how people do it strictly on their own. Like they're not, they're not seeing a coach. They're not, you know, a lot of people say that Jim Rohn or Tony Robbins is their mentor, but they're not actively coaching with them. But that means that they're reading their books, they're watching their videos, they're doing everything. I don't know how someone can go through life without something. Um, you have to have, well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say you have to. I think that it, it will serve you better in life um, to have someone who's your biggest cheerleader, your biggest supporter, and then also you being that person to someone else too. I mean, I'm Leanne's biggest fan. I'm her biggest cheerleader. It's, it's amazing what you can do together. Um, so that's, that's a huge one. Um, and then uh, another big one is uh, being healthy, being physically healthy. I've I've met a lot of really successful people who are in poor health, um, who then have made all this money, 
and they are not going to be able to use it. They're not going to be able to spend it. They're not going to be able to spend time with their kids. And the amount of people I've met who are in fantastic shape, fantastic health, I don't think I've ever met someone who is in really good health and really good shape physically that was unhappy about it. No kidding. I'm laughing, but no kidding. But, like, have you – and we've we've all met – we can all picture the executive who's overweight, stressed, make a ton of money, and they're unhappy. I don't know if I've ever met someone who is physically fit and attractive, you know, what – just what, however you want to define attractive. Um, if they think that, they, that, that, the, that they're attractive because they're working on themselves, like I've never met that person who is unhappy. It's crazy. So I, I, I think that's a cheat code to life. It is. One of my very favorite people in the world, he's one of my very dearest friends, is Jim Tunney. And if you're a fan of the NFL, you know who Jim Tunney is. He's known as the dean of NFL referees. He's going to be 92, I think, or 93, I never can quite remember, in a month or two. I pick his brain every day. I speak with him daily. He is one of the most fascinating people in the world, as far as I'm concerned. He's healthy. He's strong. He has no memory issues. He makes me tired sometimes. I'm like, how can I be like you? But he loves life. And when you find somebody like that who is so ebullient, they're just so good, hang on to them, make friends, follow them, learn from them. And that's, that's cheat code number three is always, always be learning. Never, never think that you know it all. Like whenever there's a new book um, that comes out, that's written by a thought leader, go read it, go buy it, surround yourself with people who, are better than you, that you can learn from. And if you ever, if you're ever the smartest person in the room, run. And if you're not reading or investing in yourself, you've got a problem. Like, it's very simple. I ask people a very simple question. What's the book you're reading right now? Or listening to. Or if you're not, listening, or if you're not doing that, what's the podcast you're listening to? You know, how are you spending, how are you investing in yourself? And it, most people, they don't have an answer. And it's just, it's baffling to me when you've got, it's, it's so easy nowadays to get on the phone, talk to somebody, get on YouTube, listen to somebody speak. It, you don't have to go meet David Goggins. Just Google him on YouTube and he can motivate you to go run through a wall in about three minutes. And are, like, are, are you doing that or are you not? It's, it's, that's, cheat, that's, that, that's cheat code number three. Educate and invest in yourself, and that can be done through books, videos, speakers, conferences, or having great conversations with a legend like you're having every day. And listen, I consider – you ought to see my – going back to books. In my office, I've got two bookshelves that are just overflowing with books. Every single book in this room was gifted to me by one of my podcast guests, period, there's nothing in here that I brought in here that's a novel or it's fiction. It's all gifted from you, who are my mentors. And, you know, you're asking what I'm reading. I have two Kindles. Each one has a different book on it, you know, two iPads. 
my phone and then I've got a stack in my, my living room. There's six books I need to go take pictures of that just arrived from upcoming guests. I read every one of those books. They took the time to gift me with these books. These are people that I find interesting enough to bring onto the podcast. I'm going to read them and I consider them a tremendous gift. And I would argue that that it, it, you never want to be absolute. So I'll say that your want to continue to educate and learn is maybe not the reason, but it is a big reason why you're successful in life. It's really oh, I, that yes. simple, I think. I, I could make a very strong argument. You don't need to because I believe it. Listen, as much as I need to be alone and like to be alone, I'm also constantly, and I mean constantly, listening or reading or speaking with someone who is, as you say, better than I am, smarter than I am. I surround myself with those people. And when I finally go to sleep at night, I'm like, oh, that was a good day. I got to meet this person and, and speak with that one. I've got something over here to put over to my subconscious review because now I've got it in the back of my brain. My brain doesn't shut down. I dream. I think I'm writing in my sleep. And it honestly is because of people like you and people like my mentors and people who are part of my mastermind groups. Constantly, I'm always thinking, and I may never meet any of these people in real life, but doesn't mean you're not part of my life. You are. Well, I I appreciate your kind words, and I feel the same, and it's why it's just an honor to even come on a podcast like this, because by the end of the show, every, everyone's better, and and we, we've learned something, or we've had a conversation that's going to inspire us, and I just appreciate the opportunity to to be on the same line and have this conversation with you, Denise. Oh, thank you. And you know what, Charlie? I didn't get a chance to ask you, and I want to because you've mentioned your wife a couple of times. How did you meet? I think it's important that people know. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm remembering it, our it, pre-interview. That's why I'm thinking it's important. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it it can be a long story, but I can give it, I can do the short version too. Um, so I'm a big University of Florida fan. Um, Florida fans are nuts. I mean, co- just college football. Or and and she's a big University of Georgia fan. And if you're a Florida fan, there's two teams that you really don't like, and that's Florida State, your in-house or your in-state rival, and the University of Georgia. So that that's why I, I I'm gonna have to watch Alabama and Georgia play next week. I just don't even I, I don't like either team, but I married I'm, I married the girl who went to Georgia, so we'll see what happens. But we were at that uh, Florida and Georgia play each other every year in Jacksonville. It's a neutral site. It's called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, and it it is it's insane. If that's not on someone's bucket list, you need to go to Jacksonville for the for the Florida Georgia game. Um, and I'm pretty sure I was having a conversation with my sister, Courtney, at the time. Um, we were talking about work. I was living in Chicago. I had just graduated a year before my career starting, and I'm like, I'm just ready to work. I'm not really in the mood to settle down and get married and all of that. And out of the corner of my eye, Leanne walks up to the tailgate. I don't know who she is, by the way. She's just a stranger. 
and I'm mid-sentence to Courtney saying, yeah, I'm not interested. I don't want to get married. And boom, I just stop talking, walk immediately up to Leanne, and I say, my name is Charlie. I need to know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, she was – we exchanged our words, and she was living in Chicago at the time, the same place as me. We had some mutual friends, and I was just – I was – if you want to say love at first sight, it, it was, and I was 23. We were engaged when I was 24, married at 25, and our first kid, I was 26. So when you when you know, you know, and that's that's what happened to me. I, I, I met the one, and um, thank God she said yes. I love that story. I can't even tell you how much I love that story. Just the fact that, you know, she walked up just when you – we're kind of making an ass of yourself, but liked you anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Good for her. Although I should have known she's wearing a red dress. I mean, at the Florida Georgia game, hello. It's not orange or blue. I just, I, I just ignored <laughs> I just that and um, didn't even think about it. Well, I am excited for you, you and your family and your business. And it has been lovely chatting with you. And listen, everybody who's you know listening to this now or later, go look for those products because I'm telling you, I can tell when I forget or run out. I'm like, Ugh, and all of a sudden it dawns on me. Well, yeah, you know, you're cheating yourself of nutrients. So go tell Charlie where can people find you. So people can go find your sure. supplements. Yeah, it's um, our website is CB. So my name Charlie Bales, uh, CBSupplements.com. It's the name of the company. Um, I know it's a killer name. That's what happens when you get a non marketing entrepreneur at midnight on Google trying to find a domain name that you can have. So you name the company CB Supplements because it's available, and four years later it's still your name. <laughs> so our website is CBSupplements.com. Um, check us out. Uh, and if you, if you click the button that says, you know, email support, more than likely I'm going to answer that email. Um, so that's the best way to get in touch with me. Just go to our website and uh, shoot me an email. Either me or my assistant Shay uh, is going to, is going to greet you on the other side. So we'd love to love to hear from you. And if you're ever in the great state of Florida, um, stop by an ABC fine wine and spirits and get your adult beverage of choice and enjoy the sunshine and, beaches and everything we've got here. Charlie, thank you. It has been absolutely wonderful speaking with you, and I thank you for all of the terrific tips and the stories and the life stories and the advice that you've shared with our audience. And before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes and anywhere else you consume your business podcasts. Honestly, you can't throw a stick on the Internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So listen in and take us along on your success journey. Charlie, thank you. Thanks, Denise. It's an honor and a privilege, and I appreciate you. Get your voice heard. If you would like to launch your own far-reaching podcast, contact Denise Griffiths at yourofficeontheweb.com and go to the podcast tab.